Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach. This week, we're talking all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? That's right. Talking about your feedback, your questions, your queries, and so much more. This week, Matt, we've got a new segment. That's right, we're kicking off the app with a new segment. It's called Who's Glad? Who's Glad? That person is Jonathan Davis. Look at him. Glad it's back. That's right. Jonathan Davis gave an interview, and uh, I don't know, who who did he give this to? Who did he give this interview to? Metal oh, Injection. Did a Q- well, Metal Injection posted it, Matt. Oh, my but God. But it was an interview with Metal Hammer. Oh, my God. This is God. the thing I've realized. And, so, and you know, no one's really called us on this, but we try to, to give proper attribution to our sources. But I'm finding that you have a site like Metal Injection. They're pulling information from Metal Hammer. They're kind of an aggregator. Exactly. And you've got a lot of aggregators out there. Your metal injections, your PRPs, your metal sucks, your other ones I can't think of off the top of my head, but you get it. They're Mm -hmm. all pulling this information from different places and they're just trying to get it to us. For that, I appreciate it. But sometimes things do get a little muddy and it's like, who who really talked to JD? Who was it? It's kind of like if I read on Metal Hammer or Metal Injection, or the PRP, something that happened on the Talk To Me podcast. It's a Talk To Me podcast get, right? but it gets a wider, because not everybody's into listening to podcasts, so then the net is cast wider by the Mm -hmm. aggregator. And then some people might be like, holy shit, he got that guy and that guy and that guy to talk? I'm in. We need all I'm saying is we need just to duplicate the talk to me podcast method. I'm not well, breaking you know, new scoop is all I'm saying. You know what? I would love to see metal injection, metal hammer, metal something. You know, just try to transcribe one of our episodes. I dare you. It's a mess. Cast Don't even get started. The net. <laughs> Matt went uh, on for four minutes about net casting. <laughs> edited for time uh well anyway jonathan davis he talked to somebody and they and the headline is corns jonathan davis is glad new metal is back names his favorite revival band and i read this and i'm like okay wow i'm glad that jd is embracing the new this little subtitle here there's the title of the article and then there's just Uh the little underneath blurb a little snarky i'm gonna say so Mm -hmm. it reads corns jonathan davis is glad new metal is back names his favorite revival band underneath not in bold text it's certainly not hurting corns career sounds a little snarky little snarky definitely a little snarky then you get into the meat and potatoes of the article. Oh, give me that meat. There you go. Here's some meat. Get them. Get that fork and knife out. I'm about to give you some meat. New metal is having its second wave right now. People seem to be loving it. 
What's this talking? <laughs> okay, fuck, fuck up already. Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on. Who wrote this out? Who wrote this article? Greg. Hey, Greg. Calm down. From tours Gre- featuring Rob Zombie and Mike. Greg Canelty is giving us the business here. He really is. Uh, from tours featuring Rob Zombie and Mudvayne to younger bands like Tetrarch and Tala carrying the torch, it's safe to say that new metal is absolutely back. It is safe to say that, Greg. In a rapid-fire Q&A segment with Metal Hammer, corn vocalist Jonathan Davis said he's glad to see the genre have a resurgence and that he's a big fan of the band Wargasm. Now dig into this quote, Matt. I'm glad it's back, but the whole new metal thing, it's just whatever. Ha ha. I like this one band called Wargasm. They're pretty cool. They're heavy, but they're new and different. Wait. I I don't know how it, I don't know how much JD is embracing new metal here. Um the statement the whole new metal thing, it's just whatever. <laughs> that doesn't strike me as an embrace more as a I don't even that's not even a tip of the hat. That's more of like a, a general acknowledgement. <laughs> I mean, nothing you love to hear more than uh, I mean just place take out new metal and put in I don't know, $5 footlongs. $5 footlongs. It's whatever. The whole $5 footlong thing, it's whatever. <laughs> Candy corn. It's whatever. I'm glad it's back, but the whole yeah. candy corn thing it's just whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah. And, and then following up with, I really like Wargasm. You'd be like, what does that have to do with candy corn? But have, have in any heard, event. Have we heard Wargasm here? Yeah, we played them before. Yeah. Okay, good. They're good. Like... They're good. They're cur- they they were on the Limbisca tour. Oh, shit. With Young Gravy and Dying Wish. And Scowl. And Fake Snot. In any event, I'm glad that JD is at least somewhat acknowledging new metal. Greg, I don't know about your attitude, but we'll check in back with you a little bit. Um, Matt, he does. I mean, when he says we're proud to be seen as seen elders, it's funny. Every band that would be associated with new metal never liked that title because we never gave that tag to ourselves. It was whoever made it up, you know. And that makes sense. Like, you're just making your music. You're basically like, we make heavy music. We make metal music. We make whatever. And they're like, you know, this doesn't sound like anything else right now. It's kind of new. New metal. Got it. Done, baby. Got it. Let's go home early. All right. Well, thank you very much, Metal Injection, Metal Hammer, Metal Everything. Thank you. Matt, we got to talk about who's reuniting. Whoa, who is? Sunk Lodo. There it is. is reunited. That's right. They posted on their Facebook, hey guys, we are officially back. Thank you for all the love and support you've shown us on our return. Looking forward to giving you more exciting news. We love you. Dibs, Sean, Jason, Luke, Sunk Lodo. And I don't have the article in front of me, but they did do an interview where they talked about what pushed them to reunite? And they, and they said, said it was the September 18th, 2019th episode of Roach Coach. Matt, they might as well. They <laughs> might as well have said that. They said that it was great to hear from the hardcores. They knew the hardcores were never going to lose the faith. But they said a lot of people were discovering them over the years. And that there started to be some rumbling in 2019. I'm going to put it out there right now. Rumbling? The co- 
<clears throat> the the coach. Oh, we lit the spark. We lit the spark. We done it again. Lit. We did it again. Roach coach bump. It's real. Sun Cloto is back. They did a bunch of dates. They're doing a bunch of dates in Australia right now, all over that great continent. Up, down, north, south. They're just playing all over. Selling out, by the way. Why what? are they selling out, Matt? Oh, yeah, they're selling out. They put them in a venue. They put them in a bigger venue. They sell it out. Why, Matt? Why? Because New Metal is back, baby. New Metal is back, baby. Dude, I remember this Australian band fucking mm-hmm. ruling. I remember they them being run. really, really good. They're really good. And we just did the EP. We didn't even do a full yeah. length. People tell us we got to do full. We haven't done full length yet. We got to do a full length one day. So, uh, Sun Coloto, well done. This is a nice segue into who's touring. Who's touring? So, as we record this, Limp Biscuit have just finished their Still Sucks tour. What I'm hoping is the first leg of a Still Sucks tour. I'm hoping that they may do a second leg, hopefully near my house. Well, we shall see. But I have been watching this tour like a hawk. YouTube clips, Setlist on Setlist.fm. Probably my favorite website. Love it. And watching the evolution of the Limp Bizkit Setlist over these tour dates. I believe they ended up doing, I think it was 14-date tour. I think they ended up doing 13 dates. They did cancel a date because there was no pit, Matt. Was it all because it was all seats? It was all seats, and they said, you got to get these seats out of here. we got to have a goddamn pit. And they said, well, I guess it's not going to happen then. And they said, I guess not. And they said, all right, that's what you want to do. Is that what it was? I, I, that's, they said, that's every, like They were very vague in their posts on the day. Something along the lines of like a fire marshal, something like that, wouldn't let the show go on, or there was some kind of safety issue. And maybe that safety issue was, you know, fuck a load of chairs here and people going to bash themselves with them. Exactly. You got to get these chairs out of here. And they said, we're not going to do it. And they said, we're not going to put on a show because I don't know if you've heard our music, but we rock faces. So I'm sure that they were like, you know what? We'll take a hit on this show because if you make us pay for damages, we're fucked. Absolutely. So I, I'm just going to touch on this a little bit, Matt. So um, opening night, Hard Rock Event Center, Tampa, Florida. This is the opener. All right, Matt? I'm I'm in. Dad vibes. Awesome. In out of style. All Dirty right. Rotten Biscuit. Love it. Pill popper. Wow. Rolling hot dog. How are you feeling? Dude. I'm loving this. Incredible. They do party up. Of course. Uh, DJ Lethal Interlude with Walk. Then they go, my way, my generation, living it up, nookie, full Nelson. Come on. Come on. Then, second DJ Lethal interlude, jump around hip-hop parade, just a friend. Mm -hmm. Then, thieves, faith, snacky-poo interlude. Then, take a look around with a pollution intro tease. And then close with break stuff. Okay. This is, to me, fire. This is a fire list. They're supporting the new album. They basically, for lack of a better term, get through the new stuff, giving you a little, like, dad vibes, 
of course. Out of mm-hmm. Style, boom. Dirty Rotten Biscuit, love it. Pill Popper, love it. And then Roland, four songs, and those songs are short. Each one of them, right. like, each one of them short. To Roland Hot Dog, to My Way to My Generation, Living It Up, Nookie, you're fine. This is a great set list. Absolutely. Combining so the now, new with the mm-hmm. tried and true. Absolutely. And then watching, if you go onto YouTube, youtube.com, I don't know if you've been on this website. I've heard about now. this site. It's pretty good, right? They have footage from, I would say, a good 60% of these dates. And these boys are ripping. They're having a really great time. The audience is on board. They're really going for it. So I look at this and I'm like, this is your set list. You don't need to touch a thing. You boys did it. But they did touch a thing. They were tweaking the set list all the way to the end, Matt. They start dipping in May 3rd. They open with Thieves. Then out of style, Dirty Rotten Biscuit Pill Popper. Then do 1999. They do Cold Cobra later. They only play Dad Vibes as an outro. They don't even do it at the intro. I'm like, okay. But then, the very next day, in Roanoke, Virginia, come out to Dad Vibes. Out of style, Dirty Round Biscuit, Pill Popper. Then they play Baby One More Time. Then they do Thieves into Rollin'. And then in the middle of all this, Gold Cobra rearranged is brought into the set list. Then Killing in the Name cover. I know, right? Hot and then dog, things. My way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Lethal plays Careless Whisper. Yeah. And then it seems that they have the end locked down with Take a Look Around and Break Stuff. Yeah. Then, okay, so then we jump ahead. They play Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. At this one now, the opener is. Dad vibes, out of style, dirty rotten biscuit, pill poppers gone. Rolling hot dog. They play a snippet of turn it up bitch at one point. Oh, let's take it back. Pill poppers bump to the middle of the set. In between two DJ lethal interludes. Interesting. Then they do a cover run, a live Cowboys from Hell Smells Like Teen Spirit. Then play rearrange, then play killing in the name. A lot okay. of different, yeah, a lot of different cover action going on here. Then, the Palladium, Worcester, Mass. Okay. They open with Show Me What You Got, Into Out of Style, Dirty Rotten Biscuit, Rolling Hot Dog My Way, Living It Up, Eat You Alive. Jesus. Then, Nookie, Full Nelson, Gold Cobra, and then they play a medley of pollution and counterfeit. Holy shit. Pollution and counterfeit. Now, some of this footage is on online, on YouTube.com, the website I mentioned earlier. Write it down. I've heard about that. And yes, and when they do that, you can feel the audience is like, oh my God, oh my God, it's $3 bill material. Oh my God. And and so I'm looking at, so I realized at this point, these guys are just going to keep tweaking this set list the whole rest of the way through. Now, the shocker to me is is that the openings seem to stay pretty consistent. And then, May 24th, Independence, Missouri. They open with Dad Vibes right into Roland. And they don't play Out of Style. They don't play Dirty Rotten Biscuit. They don't play Pill Popper. 
the only other song from the new album is the In Excess cover Don't Change, which they play late in the show. Wow. I know. So I'm like, was the uh, was the audience vibe that they were just like, we're not getting the vibe we want? And then they run that for a couple couple dates. Then Dirty Rotten Biscuit re-enters the set list when they play Las Vegas. But the next day when they play Reno, it's gone. Gone again. And then for the final show at Toyota Arena in Ontario, California, Dad Vibes, Out of Style, Thieves, Rolling, Hot Dog. My way. My generation living it up. Empty hole. Which has not been played the entire uh tour. It premieres at the last date. Eat you alive, rearrange, boiler, don't change, nookie, full Nelson, faith, take a look around, break stuff. Depending on what day you went to see Limp Biscuit, you were seeing a very unique show. But you also might have not seen them do out of style, and we have not talked enough about that riff, that man. Riff, I mean, oh, I mean, I mean, come on. I well, I mean, they're a band who can do whatever the fuck they want. They're so tight live, mm-hmm. ridiculously tight live. Yeah, I was looking at Wes put up a story that somebody else had done. So I guess I don't know how you copy somebody else's story and share it on your own timeline, but he did that thing. And it was basically like another musician on the tour from like the side showing the concert and being like, almost like how Sway, like when he hears somebody like freestyle amazingly, he's like, you motherfuckers, you fucking pieces of shit out there just talking, talking, talking and not putting in the work and not even half as tight, not even a quarter as a tight, not even one sixteenth as tight as Limp Biscuit." This band is a machine of a force, and it's just like they they deserve all the success in the world. It was very cool. Like it was like very nice to see twenty twenty two Limp Biscuit out there doing it, having fans go crazy, having people into it. The pits seem to be active. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I watched. I mean, this is the thing. How good. How this is how I knew they were really crushing is I was watching a video that I knew had to have been recorded on someone's phone from the 70th row of this venue and they're doing living it up and I was like this is the best fucking thing I've ever seen <laughs> this is so fucking good like I was like am I gonna watch the whole thing I'm gonna fast forward and I'm like no I'm gonna watch this whole thing I'm like in bed like I need to go to sleep I need to go to work in the morning I was like I just gotta watch the rest of this living. No, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna watch this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this what a journey I've been on with this band, for God's sake! Right. <laughs> so, I mean, based off of this, if you went to see uh, LB on this tour, you were treated to so many hits, so much uh, pit activation. They really fucking did it. I am really surprised that Eat You Alive did make it. I am also surprised that the Behind Blue Eyes cover did not manage to sneak its way in. I thought if Eat You Alive got on, that maybe that one would sneak in, but it did not. There are notable omissions, absolutely nothing from The Unquestionable Truth. None of that made it in. Yeah. Um, And the only, yeah, the only thing from Gold Cobra was Gold Cobra. So. Gold Cobra. Gold Cobra. Uh, So, I mean, but this does open up, I mean, 
if they do a second leg, God, I hope they do. And I hope it's near my house. But if they do, you know, they can dip into some, they could, they could bring out a Y try. That'd be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, there's still, there's still plenty they could dip into plenty they can dip into. So, uh, so that's what's going on with the Olympus Couture. You're welcome. If you've been wanting us to really dissect their set lists yeah. and setlist.fm, you really did it. Great website. Almost as good as youtube.com. Um, uh, Matt, we got to talk about who's listing. Who's listing? Over at wearethepit.com. Oh, what a name. Love that. Incredible. Incredible, Incredible website. Uh, under the tag, editorials. Oh, okay. So that means this is an opinion piece. The name of the article, every Deftones album ranked worst to best. I feel like that is uh, something that you would read with with vigor. Matt, if you're thinking I saw this in my email and went, I'm going to read this shit right fucking now, you are correct. I did read that shit right fucking then when this email came into my box. Because somehow, and I don't know how, I am subscribed to the We Are The Pit newsletter. So I get We Are The Pit updates every day. And I don't know who signed me up for this. I don't know how I got on it. And every now and again, I'm like, do I, should I drop this? But then I keep it. And you say, might say, Lauren, why would you want to drop it? It seems like it's right up your alley of your interest. And I said, here's the thing. For every email blast I get that says, hey, we ranked every Deftones record from worst to best, which is an immediate click for me, they'll then send another email out that's like, hey, do you want to know what's going on with Ghost? And I'm like, no. <laughs> get that shit out of here. I don't know anything about those guys. <laughs> Super interested in that Ghost. <laughs> yeah, Ghost. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great stuff those guys are doing. Um, so um, over at wearethepit.com, author I guess, Michael. I guess our ghost podcast is off. Matt, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're, yeah, you're going to have to find somebody else to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I was going to do a kiss and ghost podcast combined. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, I, yeah? I was going to call it Lauren's Kryptonite. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about kiss. Oh! Is that. Yeah, here's the thing about Kiss. I was thinking about this. Somebody posted a clip the other day. Of Is that like, I left my list of the 74 show at home and my wife's bringing it to me right now. <laughs> uh, is, is that if if Kiss's songs were as good as their stage show, mm. they'd be the best band in the world. But the thing is, is that if you go see Kiss, you're going to get a A-plus stage show but they're going to just do Kiss songs, and you're just going to have to live with that. It's and A plus saying, stage show with C plus songs. Yeah, because here's the thing. People say like, oh, Lauren, what are you talking about? I want to rock and roll all night. Detroit Rock City. Uh, st- uh, you know, Deuce. Deuce. Yes. I'm aware of these songs. But think about these songs in the context of all songs. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Wait a minute. You're blowing my mind, man. I'm just saying. Listen, listen. In a vacuum of no songs, maybe they're doing okay. But once you introduce all songs that you're aware of, it does not do those songs any favors. I just want to point this out. I don't know, man. Black Diamond's a pretty great song, man. Listen, I know right now somebody's like, I'm about to turn off this podcast and turn that on I've look it up. I've loved for years, but now yeah. they're shit talking. Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> My, My favorite band. My anyway. Favorite. Well, anyway, 
Uh, yes. Strutter. Yeah. Um, Strutter's a Strutter. good one. Come on. Strutter's all right. Strutter's good. But you misspoke there initially, Matt, and you said Stutter. I did. Which is a song by Elastica, which is better than every single Kiss song. So I don't know what to tell you. Your body <laughs> is... Dude, you just bodied Kiss with saying Elastica's one song is better than a full catalog. Listen, Elastica by Elastica is an alt-rock classic. That is true. I'm not going to deny that. Don't I'm deny that sit record. here and try to be like... Number one, yeah, when did I become the defender of Kiss, a band of whom <laughs> I have Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to. every conversation, like, somebody goes a little too hard on Kiss, and I go, they're okay, right? <laughs> but you don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, I don't have a sing. I have never... In my life, listen to a Kiss album cover to cover. Guaranteed. Guarantee you. I've never heard it beginning to end. I, every song, well, every time I start to watch them in their live show, I cannot believe that we have the volume turned up. I'm like, turn that down. Play anything else. And let the- it's so funny is that when I hear... And it's getting louder, and then my immediate reaction is to turn it down. So it's like, just get that out of here. Yeah. Ah, my hometown. Anyway, so Michael Pimentel over at WeAreThePit.com was ranking Deftones albums. Not Kiss Records. He would have been there for a while. Oh man! Oh, what do you think the records? worst Kiss record is? <laughs> you know, if I had to guess, all of them. If I were to guess on the worst Kiss record, is gotta be whatever they made in like the nineties. Oh, that's gotta be some trash. Whatever that was, whenever they had Todd McFarlane doing the album art, that one's gotta be bad. I want to say it was called like Psycho Circus or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's gotta be the worst. Rough. That's gotta be a real bad album. I even kiss hardcores right now are like, oh, yeah, I don't listen to Psycho Circus too much. Uh, yeah, so. I don't listen eh, to Psycho Circus. I mean, listen, too much. They still listen to it every now and again because they, they want to they just check in. Does this record still suck ass? Ah, shit, it does. Uh, right, yeah, let me put years. on 1992's Revenge. <sighs> I can only imagine how bad that record is. All right. <laughs> So I will only ever imagine it because I'm never gonna. I'm never to fucking listening. Are you kidding me? Oh no me? no, no no never. Are Absolutely you kidding not. Kidding me? No way. What no would way. I have a better chance of getting you to listen to? Yeah. <laughs> Over Revenge by Kiss. Oh well, man. Something well, that was like unfathomable for you to listen to, but you'd rather. Well, well hear right that. now, here here's one thing, Matt. If we get 300 reviews on iTunes. <sighs> I'm gonna listen to the Bloodhound Gang's "Hooray for Boobies." Oh shit! The Bloodhound right. three pound pound. That's right. And I am springing this on you because I know you were gonna do some tallying. I'll tell you what. You do this fucking list of Deftones. Oh yeah, that's right. The Deftones list. Yeah, I was talking about that. I even started this. I wrote this. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Matt's gonna do the quick tally on the three pound pound, uh, Bloodhound three pound pound. And uh, over on wearethepit.com, I think I've said that now a hundred times. Um, hey, what, Michael, what, what news? By the way, we are off yeah. of the rails. This is how we reach an hour. I just go, oh, man, we're only at 20 minutes. Got to find a bit. I better find gotta a bit. Got to find a bit. Um, over on, on this website, and I'm not going to repeat again, Michael Pimentel went and ranked <laughs> all 
<laughs> no, the Deftones albums. Uh, from worst to best. And so this is what he had to say. I'm not going to read everything that he had to say. Um, he had but to say. he had a lot to say. Um, number nine, Adrenaline. Number eight, Koino Yokin. Number seven, Saturday Night Wrist. Except he calls it Saturday Night Wrists repeatedly. That did bug me a little bit. Six, Deftone, self-titled. Five, Gore. We'll get back to this. Four, Ohms. Three, Around the Fur. Two, Diamond Eyes. And one, White Pony. Okay. White Pony being number one in most casual lists. And I don't know if... I'm not calling him a casual. But if I hear... Top nine Deftone records, I'm expecting White Pony to be number one. If it's not, that's the one that throws me off. Adrenaline at nine seems peculiar. Yes. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of love for that record over some of their later catalog. I would consider you a Deftones expert and me a novice. So I will let you... What do you think of this list? This list is wild, Matt. So I see I see adrenaline at nine, and my first thought is, how old is Michael? Mm. How old is Michael? When did, when did Michael when did Michael first hear adrenaline? Because that's my first thought. Because I'm gonna say it. If you're coming to it later, you come back to adrenaline, it's not gonna hit you the same. I get, it's gonna, I get that. It's gonna seem it's gonna seem a little thin. But at the same time, it's got bored on it. It's got board on it. Just got to point this out. It's got engine number nine on it. So that's a shocking decision there. Then Koino Yokin at eight. It feels like I'm going to just be riding this Koino Yokin train by myself for a while. It seems like this is the this is the underrated Deftones record right now in history. Is people are are downplaying this record. I I saw. A uh, friend of the show, Holiday Kirk, posting about it recently, and he was kind of underrating it, saying that it's, you know, just okay in the Deftones catalog. And all I got to say is, you guys, it's got Entombed on it. Uh, it's got Swerve City. I'm just saying, what are you talking about? Saturday Night Wrist, I think, is pretty well-placed. Um, self-titled Deftones. I mean, I guess these are fine as middle, but Gore at five. I'm still not convinced on Gore. My buddy Tucker's telling me I got to give Gore another shot. Listen, Gore, Gore is my, I guess, <laughs> in the Deftones to Kiss comparison, Gore is my psycho circus. Every now and again, I'm t- I'm checking in on Gore going, how are we doing with Gore? I don't think Gore sucks ass. I mean, it's still Deftones, but I don't think it's, it's not my favorite, and it, it still hasn't grabbed me in the way beyond, like, doomed user on that record. So him having it at five – um, a little surprising. Ohms at four, I think makes sense. I think I think it, it, it's a solid choice. Uh, and then your three, two, one of around the fur, Diamond Eyes, White Pony. Diamond Eyes has definitely grown. That's the one right now. I feel like in the fandom is like Diamond Eyes. Actually, it's the best. Actually, it's the fucking best. Better than White Pony. I've heard some people say this, Matt. That's bold. Very bold. So here we're seeing, I think what we're seeing right now is an interesting shifting tide here. We're seeing Around the Fur still hold strong in the top three. 
White Pony, still having his number one, but Diamond Eyes at two, Nibbit at his heels. I'm wondering, we see another ranking in a couple years. Diamond Eyes might be number one, Matt. Might be number one. Wow. Um, I appreciate that this list had surprises at the same time. Gore at five? No. I disagree. I disagree. Um, But I'm glad that Michael took some time to write out this list, and I appreciate it. And um, check out wearethepit.com. Lots of stuff going on there. In the pit. In the pit. In the pit. Um, Matt... Hey. Baby. <laughs> uh Matt, it's time to talk about I think I think this might be one of your favorite segments. It's who's emailing. Who's emailing? I'm a fan. You're a fan, Matt. And I think you should take this one here from Dugan Hayes. All right, let's do it. From Dugan, subject. Old dogs, new math. I love this. Alrighty, already. Mm-hmm. Hey Roach Coach. All that talk about the Roach Coach bump. RKD during old dog's new tricks made me want to dive in and crunch the numbers, but I knew I had to wait at least a month after this series ended to give a more recent tracks, more recent <laughs> tracks time to catch up. But now we're here. Oh, we're fucked, man. <laughs> oh yeah. We got the math to prove it out. And I can confidently say two things. <gasps> Whoa. Number one, the RKB is real. It's real. Holy What? The RKB is real. Spotify streams jumped by an average of 17% after you reviewed a track. Caveat, I don't have historical data for any of these artists to see what the previous average growth was for each track over a comparable period of time, which ideally I would subtract from the total increase to get a pure RKB value. Understandable. That is math of which I don't know. Number two, the exposure but not the review itself, was what mattered. I seen, I assigned each of your reviews a numeric score from 0 to 10. Stuck in Chaos Away was the lowest at 4, and Painfield's choo-choo train was obviously the highest at 10, with the goal of finding some function of the score that would predict the magnitude of the bump. But it became clear fairly quickly that it didn't matter at all. For example, Away by Stuck in Chaos lowest score 4, and Choo Choo Train by Painfield, highest score 10, obviously, both got the exact same Roach Coach bump of 8.6. So all the elaborate new metal math I was planning to do with nonlinear regression was out the window. So there you go. Make of that what you will, and keep on rolling, baby. Dugan. P.S. The best part of doing this was getting to hear all those howls from back, back to back. <laughs> Aroo! <laughs> Ah! Plus that incredibly awkward moment when Lauren was waiting for Matt to howl, but he did. <laughs> Pure joy. Uh, Dugan, this is absolutely outstanding. This is amazing. Wow, dude. I mean, yes, I completely understand that, you know, we were dealing with smaller streamed bands to begin with, but that feels significant. The Roach Coach Bump is real. We got wow. Sunk Lodo to reunite, and we got we got some bumps up for Choo Choo Train. I love to see it. It's great. I mean, it also may be that from all the times that I have played Choo Choo Train, uh, that we also have contributed <laughs> in my personal life. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm happy to hear this. Thank you for doing that new metal math. Very much appreciate it. It's unbelievable. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Dugan. All right. Our next email is from Travis Langley. The subject, love the new. Says, hello all. I hope this message finds you well. I am a returning listener and have had a blast catching up on the shows from the past couple of years. I was an early listener to the show and I actually wrote in giving my recommendation for Sinner by Drowning Pool, which you read in the show. A message I still stand behind. Ha ha. I've always loved the show, but a life, but a thing got, called life got in the way. Moving, marriage, child, divorce, new work, etc. And I fell off from the show as a result. Of course. There's nothing wrong with the show at the time. It was Appreciate just my it. schedule. It was, wasn't you, it was me, haha. Anyways, I found a great balance in life and have decided to catch up on some old shows I used to listen to from years ago. I was happy to see you guys were still going and going strong. I loved hearing about some old favorites and some new gems I had not listened to before. Thank you so much for the continued work and entertainment you guys are providing here. Your episode on Stanger was especially awesome. I never liked Metallica at all until that album. Not sure why. I know the snare sounds like two garbage cans hitting each other. It has no solos. It has long songs. But for me at that time in my life, I loved that album. I know I am in the minority, so that's okay. I enjoyed every bit of that review. Since I love your take on music, I thought I would share one of my all-time favorite artists, along with Limp Bizkit, George Michael, John Mayer, and the Goofy Movie soundtrack. Yes, it gets its own love for a potential future canon. These guys are staple in my area north of the border, and I have seen them live so many times in so many places. Saw them headline, saw them open for hot water music, saw them play at a Dave and Buster's, and saw them even play in arena. They are a band with a heavy punk metal vibe and just a dusting of new to go with it. They are the Cancer Bats, and they are awesome. Here's a link to the song Rats from their album, uh, from their 2012 album Dead Set on Living, which is my favorite album to date by them. It's one of those albums that you can listen to from start to finish and not skip anything along the way. Anyways, thanks for everything. Looking forward to more in the future. I'm back for the long haul, Travis. Man, that's awesome. Welcome back, Travis. Th- Welcome back, Travis. Glad to hear you're doing all right. To quote the boys on Stanger. Shoot me again, I'm dead, yeah. That's correct. That's hard, dude. I'm dead, yeah. All right, let's let's. <laughs> Are you I'm still mad. doing you're gonna, you're, Matt, you're gonna, you're gonna you play it. Yeah, play that song. Play that song, I'm dead, yeah. All right, all right, here it comes. Here's the cancer bats with rats.
nice. All mm. right. Okay, I cancer bats. I take like that. that. That's pretty good. I'm hearing. I'm enjoying the screams, but those guitar squeals. Um, I'm not getting new. You know, my first thought on that, Matt. Dimebag. Ooh. Those, those some those those some dime bag squeals. That's what I'm hearing there. I was enjoying that. That was very good. Thank you very much uh, for sending that over to us, Travis. Cancer bats. Those boys are legit. Thank you very much, Matt. We got an email from Alex Ferrero. Yes, we did. Subject is is dog fashion disco new metal an authoritative answer? Now, if I remember correctly, we have listened to a couple cuts from Dog Fashion Disco. And I think our um, our feelings were, at the time, not looking good. Yeah. It was, uh, everything that we heard, it was always like, uh, is this, I don't, I don't know, I don't think so. And that may have contributed to why we haven't done them on the show. So, so but Alex here we are. Is, Alex is here saying like, hey man. Let me let me talk to you guys about Dog Fashion Disco. All right. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Dog Fashion Disco gets a push every once in a while. It does. And yeah. since that's a band I like a lot, I figured I'd weigh in on them and a few other bands of their ilk. In my expert opinion, Dog Fashion Disco is not new metal. But they share a common ancestor with new metal. I.e. A big faith no more in Mr. Bungle influence. Okay. That's a key. That's the that's the unlock right there. I yes. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because we said Faith No More was a papa. If right. I rem- if I remember correctly. Oh, we did a whole papa month and they were one of the papas. Yeah. Okay. So they will occasionally do things that might remind you of Slipknot or System of a Down. In fact, Serge guessed it on one of their songs, but they're less about the chug and more about being theatrical and weird. And I think that's what we were really hearing, was the weird and the theatrical. If you want to consider them at their heaviest, here's a real ripper. And uh, there is a link. I can go there. When you're ready to jump somewhere, jump to 135 to hear shit really get nuts. Well, now, I mean, I mean, you can't tease me with shit really getting nuts and yeah, absolutely. me not playing the song. All right, well, here we go. So this is a song called The Sacrifice of Miss Rose Covington from Dog Fashion Disco. That gives me heavy bungle vibes. All right, I'm going to go to 135. It also gives me uh, big dumb face vibes. Yeah. 
which I is also it, like bungle adjacent as well. So it's yeah. it's in that like theatrical mm-hmm. big right uh, wink. Uh, like, Yo, yeah, yeah. It's Matt. I'm gonna say right now, it's a little silly. It's not. I can tell immediately. It is not your speed. You know what? It's not right now in my life. Right now, it is. It is not my speed. I can say what I'm. What I'm currently listening to is just not. It's not grabbing me. You know. Yeah, and um, uh, but Al- Alex but- is going to continue in this email and say, "Okay, I have similar verdict on Tubbering, and yeah, I think we've listened to some Tubbering as well." This mm-hmm. is another band people have recommended. Same deal, more alternative avant-garde than new. Though I think they're closer to new metal than dog fashion disco. On the, inter- on the other hand, Screaming Mechanical Brain, formerly Screaming Monkey Boner, is new metal as fuck. And then there's nothing more new metal than a cover. But did you think they would cover this? Should they have? Oh my goodness. So there are all these links inside. I'm going to say that we're going to take a pass on Tubbering from time standpoint, but yeah. now I, I have to hear uh, this new metal as fuck song. So here we go. This is SMB with ZYQ9. So I'm super interested to see where these guys fall on the system of a down timeline because because of the similarities that I'm hearing. I don't know if this is before or after, so I have no way. I have no context clues there. I could hey, Dad. Up. Yeah. Dad, can, can, can we get System of a Down? Can we get System of a Down? We're at the store. Can we get System of a Down? Uh, um, you have Screaming Mechanical Brain at home, so I think you're good. <sighs> oh, we sure do have it at home. Yeah, that was not for me. <laughs> that just has real, like, yeah, I guess if you're sick and tired of System, but you still want to have that goofy bounce... You can kind of go to that. Um, I mean, honestly, the fact that they changed their name from Screaming, Mechani- Screaming Monkey Boner to Screaming Mechanical Brain. Come on. Come on, you guys. Well, uh, let me let Alex finish up by saying, anyway, okay. I'm glad I was able to settle that, settle that because I'm sure nobody on the internet will disagree with me. <laughs> Perfect. Ending. Perfect. Love you guys. Thanks for such good times and keep on rolling. Keep on rolling, Alex. Thank you so much for the uh, the email. Yes, thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. Let's let's put it to bed. You know, I mean, here's the thing: will this put it to bed, Matt? No. Of I'm gonna wake not. up tomorrow morning. Who's we're gonna have more? If who anything, knows what's gonna happen I've, next? If if I've learned anything from doing this show, Matt, is that you think, well, that's that, and then someone rolls into your inbox and says. That ain't that. That ain't that even close to that, that buddy. No, we, we we let's litigate this some more. 
So I appreciate it. All the same, Alex. Thank you very much. Um, that's it for who's emailing. Keep on sending those emails. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. We love to get those emails. And don't you dare apologize for them being too long. Impossible. It's impossible. Send them over. We love to read them. Matt, we did an episode all about Rammstein. Rise, rise. Yes, we did. And Stephen Bedford came in with this live performance of Mind Tile always kills me. It's the way Till points to the pot and says, sushi. Perfect. Uh, Rammstein are very self-aware about their own mortality. Their videos increasingly seem to play with the idea of being aging rock stars, being aging rock and roll cliches. The video for 2010's Haifaish inc- actually features Till's funeral. And even the uh, the new um, the new album, I think it's... Uh, okay, it's Zigzag. Zigzag is like literally all about aging being an aging rock star the plastic surgery till's face is all like botoxed up Mm -hmm. it's like there's self like i love it i love that they're like fuck image (laughs) like it's right oh yeah like we are our joints are dust we are old men now watch this that seems to be the theme of this record as well as the sort of like their aging seems to be the theme of a lot of the videos um which is interesting considering what they came back with with the preview for the previous record um which had them you know walking in front of like exploding blimps with fireballs and stuff um it seems like they're like yeah you know we did the badass thing now we're gonna embrace being gross dudes again so good for them Good for Rammstein. Love him. Jeffrey Thomas said, I did an analysis of Moscow for a college German class back in the day. Got to point out that the song does not say the city is full of prostitutes. Rather, it personifies the city as a prostitute. Oh, shit. But okay. not, not, not in a degrading way. Till describes her as so enchanting and sought after that she is an institution. She cannot belong to one man. She must serve all of her many suitors and for money, as well as the imagery of gold teeth and rebuilt breasts, referencing capitalism's newfound hold over over Russia. The, quote, powder on her old skin covering her, quote, red spots indicate Moscow is a timeless beauty forced to adapt a new visage that tries to cheapen and reduce her, but she transcends it anyway. Uh, Or is that visage? I've never said that word out loud before. Anyway, also the line sung in Russian, pioneers are marching there singing songs to Lenin, refers to the Vladimir Lenin All-Union Pioneer Organization, a youth enrichment program for children that ran from the Bolshevik Revolution up until the 1991 fall of the USSR. It was basically like the Boy and Girl Scouts promoting literacy, public service, and of course, ideals of the Communist Party. Great app. Thanks for stirring up those memories. Awesome. Jeff, you definitely did an analysis on this song in college um yeah and it sounds to me like you got an a that's what it sounds like to me yeah. gareth davies coming in with what a joy to see another rammstein album pop up on the coach i'm here for th- all of this mine tile could have its own podcast and jenny's i don't fucking know you look it up is an all-timer moment Still not sure what to make of Matt's revelation last up and Nine Inch Nails discography ends with the downward spiral for him. <laughs> hey man, I am an oddball. 
Uh, also got to love that new clip for Zigzag. Yeah, Zigzag is awesome. Matt, we're all still, we're going to be, here's the thing, things that are going to continue to come up on this show. Korn's first album not being on the canon. Yep. And the fact that you have not listened to Nine Inch Nails after the Downward Spiral. Correct. It's all of us are having trouble with that. We're still going to have trouble with that. It's going to, it's going to haunt us. You know, waking up in the middle of the night, like, ah, if I, I just need to go to sleep, I'm just going to have a glass of water real quick. And then you're in the dark in your bathroom and you just think for a second Matt's never listened to the fragile how am I going to go back to bed now oh my god do I need to listen to the fragile well Matt you can't now I mean that's the thing you've set this up now if you are listening to I mean I don't know it's up to you do what you ever live your fucking life Matt (laughs) I'll live my fucking life live your fucking life but at the same time i can't fucking believe you're listening to fragile um <laughs> uh philip Leiter said please make jen patriot a regular thing mm. top tier character maybe she'll bust it out during uh during these final laps we shall see up next we've got josiah russell coming in with definitely in rammstein's peak era even if, even if they aren't new Ain't nobody messing with those industrial boy riffs. Hells no. <laughs> Hells no. Roger said, was great having Till on the podcast. Oh, You're welcome. Sure was. And You're Vin comes in with fucking ripper of an album. What are we to do except agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for commenting on that. And over on the Facebook. And, Matt, it wouldn't be an episode of who's tweeting if we didn't close it out with a track from andrew wolf's Rochamendations part two. Oh, can you do me a favor i'm just yeah. realizing that andrew's last name is wolf uh so you say andrew wolf let me howl again and then you say uh-huh. Rochamendations part two Okay. All right. Okay. No, leave this in by the way please oh we're leaving this part in okay oh, leave, all right leave this part in Okay. All right. It's time for Andrew Wolf's Rochamendations Part 2. Oh, yeah. Feels much more natural. Uh, There it is. I feel like we've done three songs so far. Luxury, Let Down by Conform, Dead Drop by Lourdes, and Morally Flexible by Darknet. This week... Uh, we are going to focus on a band called Buried Crosses and a song that they have called With You.
right. All right. I see you. Okay. I see you. I'm enjoying okay. that. All right. Okay. All right. I'm not mad about okay. that. All right, Barry Crosses. All right, Barry, Barry Crosses. Crosses. Yeah, that okay, was Buried Crosses with You is the name of the song. With You. With You. Wow. The name of the Those, song isn't that... You. Okay. The name of the song is With You. Got because it. in classic radio talk, you would go that that was buried crosses with you, but it's not. It would be actually it, that was buried crosses with with you. Got to have that pause in there, yeah. Um, or sometimes you just say little buried crosses for you right there, <laughs> which is something they tell you to never do. I don't know if you know that when you're in broadcasting school, they say this. You saying stuff like. That was a little bit of, or we're going to get a little taste of. Like, they're like, don't do that shit. They tell you, don't do that. We just and, had uh, a dab of buried listen, crust. We just had a whiff. Just <laughs> we, a whiff of we, buried crust. We just honked the bobo of buried crust. <laughs> exactly. They would tell you, don't ever do that shit. Don't ever do that shit. You do that shit, flunk your ass. Flunk your ass. Flunk your you ass. You think Kelly Brown fucking gave you a whiff? <laughs> Of the life, what? Vince Canova's giving you a fucking taste. <laughs> buried crosses, buried crosses. Oh, I love these regional references. You oh think yeah, Arthur Penhall is you giving think? you just a fucking stank finger of oh. ZZ Top. You think Dick Purton would give you a morsel? Just a fucking, a fucking dude. Are you kidding me? Are you, Are you fucking kidding me? Kidding me? Fuck you. Think you know what was a Dave great moment? And Chuck the Freak. <laughs> Dave and Chuck the Freak? Bitch! Give you a fucking Friday. bitch! <laughs> you know, nothing Nothing really... Uh, I, I remember coming back home from living in Pittsburgh and seeing uh, a bumper sticker that just said, bitch! And I was like, uh, what's that in reference to? And they're like, oh, that's their catchphrase. I was like, it's Friday, yeah? bitches. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, lucrative moment, I'm sure. Um, okay, put it on a t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Put put it on the front and the back. Let them know where you're, when you're coming and when you're going. Um, that's another hot one, Andrew. You really did it. Barry Crosses. Really enjoyed that. Those guys are ripping it up. That's some new new, right, Matt? Those guys are that's pretty recent. That's some new new. That okay. came out in... Good old 2019. It was just a single. 2019. Their last full length, 2017. So I'm, I'm expecting to hear more from our fellas over there in uh, Buried Crosses. Buried Crosses? What are you doing? Come on. Get in the studio. Let's do this thing. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much. More Roachmendations Part 2 to come from good old Andrew Wolf. Now, here's the deal. I've yeah, tallied man. the tally. I've counted the okay, counts. Man. Okay, man. Right now, we have this okay. little thing called the Bloodhound Three Pound Pound, three pound which pound. is at 300 iTunes reviews. We would mm. listen to the Bloodhound Gang's Hooray for Boobies and live stream uh, for our Patreon um, Lauren's first listen to the album. Yes. Mm. Uh, after all of these years. Currently... We are sitting at 236 iTunes reviews. Okay. Here's the deal. Oh, boy. We've just found out that Spotify has also been calculating our reviews. 
And Spotify is a major player. I am literally wearing a Spotify for podcasters t-shirt while I'm telling you this. You are. You are. Spotify is a pretty big deal in the world. I don't know if people are aware of it. I mean, but it's a pretty big deal. A lot it's of people a big use player it. in the podcast space. A I don't know. Big player. Big player. Yeah. I hear there is a Yo Rogan. That's pretty big. I, I think mm. he is Swedish. Um, but oh, okay. Here's all I know. Okay, Matt. There's 59 reviews on, on Spotify, which brings the total up to 295 reviews. Holy fuck. That would put us five away. So the big question for the listeners is, do we count Spotify reviews? And I think the answer is going to be yes. And of course, you're going to have to listen to the fucking end to hear this. So it's going to be a small, dedicated sample size that is absolutely going to say yes. That would put us five iTunes or Spotify reviews away from making you suffer through Hooray for Boobies. My God, Matt. Ah, wow. Well, everybody, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Write in, let us know what you think. Should we count them? Let us you, know. You, you look like I have just given you the worst news that I could possibly give, be given oh, to Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. Oh, You've you've given me so much, but you've also taken from me as well. So it's a, an interesting experience right now to feel all this. Uh, but you know what? I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet. So let us know your thoughts, your opinions. You can slide into those DMs. You can post it on the old FB. Tweet at us. So who's tweeting? Send us a tweet. Let us all know. Right. Do we include these? And then if that's the case, who's going to take us over the top <laughs> and make me listen to this fucking album? Let's find out. Let's find out. And I just want to say real quick for our Patreon supporters who are going to watch this live stream of me, listen to the album for the first time. Um, I cannot guarantee that I will, you know, it may just be me le- sitting there just listening to it. You know, I, I, I cannot guarantee a show because i'm not a clown but just want to temper expectations a little bit <laughs> in case you're wondering i'm mean, tuning in to have lauren want to have cardiac arrest listening to hurry for poopies in any event that brings us to the end of another episode of roach coach thank you so much for listening Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of those. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send an email. Patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. Become a patron. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Jenny, thank, thank you. you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.